you guys know who James Corden is? Yes. Yes, sir. He's the guy who does the carpool karaoke. <laughs> um, is he the one that was in, uh, what was it, the uh, Ocean's, Ocean's movie with the girl? I think it was Ocean's 8. What? Seriously? Yeah. I didn't know he had, isn't he supposed to be a comedian? He is a comedian. He played an inspector for, uh, or a detective for insurance claims. I didn't even know he was, um, I didn't know he had like an acting career. I thought he was just like a TV host. It's a very small acting career, but it's definitely there. Um, they canceled his carpool karaoke. Wait, really? It's Wait, over. What? Really? Yeah. Why? I think, I think he did it for eight years. Why are they canceling it? I didn't see a reason why. I just saw that it was ending. It's a shame, I uh, guess. Actually, I don't ever. I don't think I've ever watched that, so I can't say that's a shame. I don't think I've ever like looked for it, but it's always come up at some point. So I feel like I've always seen it happen at some point. Wow, that's kind of like a. I mean, damn, eight years. That's a long. Time. He's done it with some pretty big artists. Um, Did he do it with Snoop Dogg? He probably did it with Snoop Dogg. Had to have. Had yeah. to have. Like, how could you not? If you carpool karaoke for eight years, you, you got to do it with Snoop Dogg. He, uh, he did it with uh, Yay. They did it on a plane. <laughs> like a plane karaoke? Wait, actually? Yeah, and everybody like everybody who was sitting, every, all the other passengers, they were the Sunday service choir. Oh, that's When cool. he was doing the gospel stuff. So I thought that was pretty cool. But his last, uh, the last episode... It was with Adele. She was the closer for the carpool karaoke. So it's a pretty big heavy hitter for the last one, right? That's yeah. A solid one. Yeah, when they kill it, go big or go home, right? They probably played Through the Fire and Rain. Or no, Through the Fire and Flames. <laughs> no, what's that song called? Set Fire to the Rain? Yeah, there you go. Through the Fire and the Flames is <laughs> not <laughs> Adele. <laughs> <laughs> Guitar hero. You know, honestly, uh, one thing I do know from him is from like his host, his hosting of the show. They do that thing where he spins the wheel, and like there's a bunch of different food items, and they're all like super gross. And he d- it's like truth or dare, but it's like you answer his question or you eat the really crappy thing that spins uh, the wheel. Oh shit! Have you guys seen that one? No, I don't watch a lot of late night television, but I like that idea. It, it reminds me of the jelly bean game. Where they have the jelly beans out of the yes. bad flavors. Yes. Yeah. Birdie Box out of the flavored beans. What <laughs> I don't know Shout what it's Harry called. Potter. There was also um yeah. That's Harry Potter? Well what he just said was but you know that what I'm talking about. they the company that made that into a real thing, I think it's called something st- stupider, like bean boozled or something. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. I know but what it's you're talking we, about. we're talking about the same thing. That's though. what it's called. So the dude uh, what was his name again? James Corden. James Yeah, so he asked. Uh, he asked someone. I think it was Justin Bieber. Like, what his, uh, like, who, like, the person that, like, guess, like, fe- he featured in a song. Who he said, okay, who was the worst one you ever sang with? Uh-huh. And he asked him on live television, and it was either answer that or eat like bull, like raw bull testicles. <laughs> and he ate the bull testicle. Liver King. <laughs> Isn't bull testicle like? Um, isn't there like a culinary term for that? Um, I feel like I see that like on specifically or something. Yeah, specifically for bull, no. But for 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 animal testicles, there is a term for that, and it's actually kind of a country name. What's it called? Rocky Mountain oysters. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 
There is a French name, but I uh, I honestly can't remember that one. Yeah, because I remember um that I I've seen that on Chopped Rocky Mountain Oysters. And oh, it was that's just definitely fucking balls, dude. That's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> um, and to be honest, uh, a lot of people would be surprised, but they uh, if they're done right, like they do taste kind of good. <laughs> I mean, I, that'd be one of those things like you'd have to give it to me and not tell me what it was. Right. For yeah, me to even have true. any kind of an open mind to try, like, to thinking it might be good. Because as soon as you know what it is, like, it's mm-hmm. pretty much over. One thing that one thing that people have done is they'll actually, like, sear them on, like, a really hot grill or a flat top. And then what they'll do is they'll smoke them. And then when they do this, it, they get to a point where they crumble kind of like ground beef. And they'll make, like like, queso out of it. That's a big dish in like <laughs> southern Mexico. Dude. Is it good? <laughs> What's it taste like? This is the only way I've tried it. That's why I'm bringing this up. So like in a case, like it was like crumbled up in a case. It was crumbled up into a cheese. It probably sauce. just tastes like beef at that point. That's um, what I would think. Or similar. Uh I wouldn't even call it beef. Like it, it is a beef product, but um if anything it tastes you guys ever had goat? No. I don't if I did, I can't remember. I've, I've never had goat. Or, or like lamb. I've had lamb. Yeah. Lamb. So Very it's more it's closer to that. Like that kind of like wildy kind of gamey. Yeah. Okay. It's uh it's really um but like you said, it's it's just knowing what you're eating really puts off a lot of people. You know, a lot of people have problems. <laughs> imagine, <with that>. just, <laughs> imagine just munching on some fucking chips and queso and then it's like, <laughs> yeah. Hey dude, guess what's in there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally doing that to you next time. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably try it, but I'm not even lying. I actually have some in the deep freezer at the house right nice. now. Dude, he's got he's got that shit on deck. Yeah. That's I got all that's sorts cool, of fun man. stuff in the freezer. We were talking uh Jake and I were talking earlier about like his his grocery store runs because he's he knows how to like break stuff down to like if you buy a whole chicken just break it down instead of buying like chicken right. breast, chicken wing, right. etc. And he was saying, "Well, can you just elaborate a little bit more on that? Like like what your grocery trips usually look like, where you where you grocery shop, and how much food you get at a time." Well, to start with it, I mean, it's like honestly, like the the way the this whole economy in the country is going, it's getting harder and harder for not just the uh, the lower class, but even the middle class, too, to get by the way we have in the last 10, 15, even 20 years. Um, inflation's kind of hit us big and this and that. So to save that extra money, um, what me and my beautiful fiancé have been doing is uh, there's actually, lucky for us, there's a Costco nearby us, which is fantastic. It's like two miles away. Love it. Um, so we got their higher membership, which a lot of people don't want to pay for that extra membership. But um, what we've been we've been doing is we've been buying whole primals, like a whole chuck roast or a whole tenderloin or a whole rack of like you know beef or pork or lamb, um, or even whole sides of salmon that are like two three feet long. Like we'll order we'll we'll buy those and then break them down and portion them out. And then when we get these little portions, like whether it be one steak or one filet of fish, we'll rub it with a little olive oil, wrap it in plastic wrap, and then put that wrapped plastic wrap portion in individual bags and portion it out. So, like, we got the last trip we did, we got two sides of Atlantic salmon. And I think it was, uh, I think it was $22. But we got enough salmon for two people, I want to say for like 20 meals. 
Right. At, at, that's crazy. At, yeah, at $22. That's a dollar a meal. <laughs> yeah, and it's salmon. It's not like a dollar a meal eating a fucking Big Mac. Right. And this, I, is, this isn't like farm salmon. This is wild salmon. Real, real yeah. shit. <laughs> that's cool, man. I mean, I think like yeah, there's definitely a lot to s- just from my minimal version of that, like buying like quarter chicken. Like, a quarter of a chicken is, like, so much cheaper than when you get into, like, the boneless, skinless shit. Because you're just paying for all that. You're paying for all that extra mm-hmm. work that they do. Mm-hmm. Work, qu- air quotes, that they do to make it like that. So, but, man, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, so, <laughs> this, this is, like, kind of not really even what about what you just said. But if you get that higher level of Costco membership, do you get, like, special access to shit? Or what? what does that get you that just, like, the entry-level Costco membership doesn't. This is the real moneymaker here. It doesn't sound like a lot, but when you add everything up, we were just talking about this earlier as well. So the regular membership is only like 60 here in Virginia, mm-hmm. and the executive is 120. So at the end of the year, you get 2% back on all of your purchases. They stroke you a check. So to make your money back on the $120, you have to spend $500 a month. Which sounds like a lot, but you got to think about you're not just buying food, toilet paper, toilet paper, you're buying trash bags, trash bags. Um, I have to replace my car tires next month. I'm going to get them at Costco. Fuck, dude, that's (laughs) crazy. (laughs) And then you think about so a lot of them have gas stations and it's right next. Oh, that goes into it, too. There you go to it, too. You can spend five hundred dollars a month really quickly um, going into the whole protein thing. Um. I was just telling him, like, when I bought all those proteins, I spent $500 in one day just on proteins. But that was, you know, what what is it? It's April. So it's four, we're four months into having this membership. We're four months into having the, or three and a half months into having these proteins. And we still have another two or three months. Right. So you, you can, yeah, you got all of it. That's crazy, man. But I guess I didn't think about, like, how much money you could easily spend at Costco? Because there's oh, so much shit. There. There's wine could. there, beer. Some of them have liquor, I think. Yeah. Maybe not here, though. Not in other states. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Fuck. So, actually, Costco in West Virginia, our membership is accepted at Costco in West Virginia. It's a little bit of a further drive, but they do sell liquor in their huh. Costco's now. That's yeah. cool as shit. Yeah. Get some Kirkland brand vodka. Which is rumored. Do you know who's rumored to make that? Grey Goose. Yes. Yes. Are you serious? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. I was going to say that. Um, Costco rum is made by Bacardi. Wow. (laughs) I did not know that. Yeah. That's proven, though. Like, that's known. Like, it's actually on the bottle. It shows who it's distributed by. Yeah. That's crazy, though. That's fire. Kind of playing off that idea. We, uh, over this past weekend, me and Logan got to go to, um, it's a winery really close to our house. It's called Michael Schaap's Wine Works. Um, I know that one. Yeah. And, and so the guy's pouring us tastings, and we're having a good time. And he's like, hey, you guys want to check out the warehouse? I'm like, fuck, yeah, I guess. So we go That's back. Cool. We go into the back, and turns out there's just stacks and stacks of wine for just different wineries in the area. Turns out they're just making wine for everybody in the whole fucking Charlottesville area. Wow. But it's crazy because it's like, it makes so much more sense when you go to one of those wineries and they're charging you like 15 bucks for a glass of wine because they're buying it from this guy, <laughs> you know. But yeah. if you get that wine at his winery, it's like eight bucks a glass because it's his wine. 
Yeah, it's it's the uh, it's kind of like cutting the middle when you go directly to the source. It's just cutting the middleman out. Yeah, because every every time it goes somewhere, you know, there's got to be some sort of profit margin for each place it goes to. Yeah, the more hands in there, um, the more it costs. But yeah, yeah, like the dude just you know Pippin Hill. Yeah, like that. They don't make their own wine. They make it, they get it from this guy. Wow. <laughs> um, and they he gave he showed us a bottle. He let us taste it. He's like, it just had a white label that just said like Pippin Hill red blend on it. he's like you want to try this like we just made this for pippin <laughs> when he gave us a tasting of it was it was That's dope as fuck. wait so what so i'm confused is he ma- is he making it with his own grapes and stuff too yeah so he actually has vineyards so like at the pippin hill winery what are what's that vineyard because they still have grapes yeah they do but i guess i don't know if they don't own them or if, if it's his i actually don't uh, know maybe so um uh, what a lot of places do is um, a lot of wineries in certain areas, if, you know, they're not areas that the grapes do especially well, but it is an area where wine sells well, they'll grow grapes just for show and mm. buy their grapes from somewhere else. There's actually a winery. Could be that. There's actually a winery near us. It's called James Charles. I think, have you heard us talk about them before? Yeah. Solid wine. Excellent. Amazing. But you may have grapes there. And it looks beautiful, but they're never on the vine long enough to produce enough right. grapes for the actual wine. So they buy them from, I think they said, three places. Spain, Italy, and Southern California. So, I mean, they're getting great grapes, but it's not actually Virginia wine. It's just made in Virginia. Right. So it's just kind of a common practice that's happened in the last couple of years. Also, a lot less upkeep. If you just have those great plants out there, you can pretty much just fucking leave them go. Yeah. You know, if you're not actually trying to, gr- you know, get wine out of them. So huh. it's easy yeah. to maintain. Uh, so, uh, Jim, he's uh, James's son. He's the, uh, James is the the oldest member of the family. Jim is the son who owns that winery. Okay. I think James passed away probably seven or eight years ago. Um, I think he said they have one person who looks after the vines because it's only... Probably only as big as that yard out there, you know, right. which is not nearly enough to yeah. feed their volume. But he just trims them back and makes them look pretty. It's yeah, it's just garden. yeah, it's just like gardening. But but yeah, I just thought that was really interesting. Um, just to see it, like just the magnitude of boxes that just like they were just all like stamped Mount Ida, stamped Pippin Hill. Like it's crazy. Um, but yeah, shout out Michael Shaps. I it wasn't Michael that was. Talking us through it, it was just like dude serving it there, us there. But <laughs> it is all Virginia though. Like he actually does have vineyards in Virginia, so that's cool. Vineyard. And then he also has vineyards in France, so he has like a whole French menu as well. So it's pretty dope. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah, heard that. Episode twenty-eight. Good Fridays. We got Jacob here today. What's up, man? Uh, you know, another beautiful day in paradise. Let's go. Jake's Jake's my brother. And what do you do for work, Jake? Uh, so I work for a uh, very large um, food and beverage management and production company. Um, we are uh, invested into, I believe it's over 385 um establishments up and down the coast there's over over 1200 in the country and in the world i think they said there's over 7000 establishments we're invested in into the world um, but basically what i do is i'm the uh, at the establishment i'm at here in virginia i'm the uh, banquet chef 
So uh, I look over and cater to a uh, $4 million banquet program. Um, so <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun, but uh, a little stressful sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see that. Um, you enjoy what you do? I do enjoy what I do. Um, I started... Uh, I started doing this uh, when I left the first college I went to. Um, it just didn't work out when I was there. Um, so I went back into what I was working in in high school and just kind of stuck with it. Since uh, since I left the first college I was at, I've attended two other colleges. And then um, I've worked in a total of five restaurants, uh, one conference center, two resorts, and now a uh, government-funded institution by the company I work for. Um, it kind of bounced around quite a bit. A lot of food I throw around, that's for sure. How'd you get started in that world? Just um, kind of always, I guess you just enjoyed, like, cooking? Is that, like, where that, I guess that kind of almost has to be where it stems from? Well, to be honest, where it all started was uh, in Rat Panic County. Um, there's a little restaurant right across from the high school. It's called Blue Rock Inn. Okay. It was my first real paycheck job and i was a dishwasher there for about i think it was nine weeks for uh chef rachel rowland who uh has she's actually retired recently but um shout out to rachel uh uh that that was uh that was my first job and i jumped right after a couple weeks she put me on the line and it was simple stuff i'd do some prep and fry some stuff and you know she really utilized me because i was cheap high school labor but you know, learned a lot. And I just kept moving my way up from there, you know. Just didn't yeah. stop. That's cool, man. That's cool starting as, like, a dishwasher. Because that's, like, that's, like, I feel like in the kitchen, that's, like, one of the most important positions that doesn't get, um, it's, like, the dirtiest position. But it's, it's, it's pretty important. Yeah, it's underappreciated. I guess that's the word I'm looking Absolutely. for. Absolutely. I mean, I look at, uh, when I worked at this place called uh, Airly, it was the conference center I worked for in uh, Fauquier. Um, we were actually short dishwashers, so I would go in. Uh, I was what they called a uh, mid shift. I wasn't the first one there, but I was usually in between like eight thirty and nine thirty in the morning. And then if we didn't have enough people to finish the job at night, then I would stay through the night too. So we would uh, do our events: breakfast, lunch, dinner. Uh, we would finish all the events by like eight thirty, nine o'clock. So that's already twelve hours. But by that time, that twelve hours was up. We already had we had to start prep for the next day. <laughs> then you're adding like two or three hours. And then by this time, you know the dishwashers they're exhausted and you know they don't want to work anymore, so they go home. Right. And we go in, and there's still a stack of sheet trays. You know, seven eight hundred sheet trays. That's like fifteen feet high. <laughs> so. People don't they don't realize there's a lot more to it than just you know putting out nice food. There's other things involved. If yeah. you don't have those other people hands to help you, it can become quite the beast. Especially when you're doing it at like a scale like a conference center or banquets, like you said, because that I mean those are large events where there's lots of people there. So whereas just a dinner for two to four people, those dishes you can probably wash those in thirty seconds or two two minutes, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you have a restaurant that's a big restaurant and there's a lot of tables, you know, it's th- that can add up too. It's just a lot faster pace. But the uh, it is like when you have these big events. Um, I think during the prep, like where you're getting ready for the event, it's not too bad. It's pretty spaced out because you all your containers are holding all the food. The problem is when the event's over, so you have all those containers that were holding the food, 
and then you have all the plates, all the napkins, or all the, you know, the silverware and the cups and glasses all come back at the same time. You have an event for 800 people. Just 800 plates alone is a lot of plates. Then you add everything else together, and then all the equipment that held the food. It can get pretty intense. A lot of people don't realize the intensity of that. When is, like, um, so I guess collectively, how many years would you say you've been doing it? Like, in it, how many years have you been in the industry, I'd say? Including, I, w- I would include, like, your your education at CIA and everything. Okay. And, and that as um, well. Yeah, I would definitely include CIA. That was that was a whole, that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so um, let's say uh, between that little job I had in high school um, all the way up till now, I'd say somewhere between 10 and 11 years. Something like that. Um, CIA, Culinary Institute. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I just want to make sure. I was <laughs> like, I just missed that a little bit. I, <laughs> wanna, Sorry, I didn't want to go that. Sorry, it's second nature to me for the, to see, say CIA. CIA. A yeah. lot of people actually, you wouldn't believe how many people are looking at me like, <laughs> you work in their cafeteria. You just openly <laughs> talk about working for the yeah. CIA. <laughs> <laughs> this, this whole kitchen thing's a cover. Yeah. Yeah. It's all. It's all a cover. Um, yeah, so the CIA is the Culinary Institute of America up in Hyde Park. Okay. That was an amazing program. Um, they never have more than, like, uh, I think it's uh, 2,000 students. Um, per class or no, at all? As, at at, at all. a time. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, a, it's an intense program. Um, there's a lot of money going through that building, and it's pretty expensive. And a lot of people get shocked when they see the price of the school, but then they don't think about the price of, like, everything we do i mean you think about it let's say i make one plate of food you know every day which is pretty accurate you know, right you stretch it out it's definitely more than that but if i made one plate of food every day for a year it's 365 plates so it probably cost let's say it's definitely more but let's just say five dollars times three 365 times five that's one person then you multiply that by two thousand and that's the bill for one year of someone making one meal per day. Right. Mm-hmm. I know they're doing more than that. So when you add all that together, it gets kind of crazy. But that was a great experience. Yeah, I really uh, I really did enjoy being there. Favorite class or least favorite class you had to take? All right, let's start with uh, – uh, let's end it on a good note. My least favorite class. <laughs> let's definitely end it on a good note. I will say my least favorite class was – that's a hard one. Or your hardest class. That's probably a better one. Hardest class. I think my hardest class was uh, probably Cuisines of Asia's. Hmm. Um, we did a lot. We used a lot of tools that I didn't even know existed. Um, you know, uh, worked with a lot of proteins and plants that I'd never even heard of. And some to this day I still can't pronounce. Learned a lot of old school techniques from, you know, the early 1900s, the late 1800s that people don't really do anymore, but they teach you it so that you can at least appreciate the art of itself. Um, my chef there, Chef Wong, who she's actually, uh, may she rest in peace, she passed away last year, which is really sad. But um, she, for, I think it was like for 20 years, she held the record for breaking down a whole chicken and deboning it, deboning it completely. Um, 
I think her fastest time in breaking down a chicken was like a minute and 15 seconds. That's so crazy, oh, dude. Yeah. That's, That's so crazy. I mean, I thought I was pretty quick when I did it in like three minutes. Like, no, <laughs> not even close. Huh. Um, but yeah, no, I just remember watching her do it in class. She did it like two and a half, and I still can't do two and a half. It's just like, God. But, you know, most of these people are, that's the other crazy thing. Most of these people are using, like, finer tools that are more precise, like a like an eight-inch chef's knife or, right. you know, a specific type of fillet knife. Um, if you look her up online, you will actually see pictures. She uses a 10-inch uh, a cleaver, <laughs> which is this giant square. It's like, how could you be so precise with this massive, like, three-pound, like, meat cleaver? It's that's insane. crazy. Mm. And it was so sharp. If you rub that thing against your arm, you could literally shave yourself. Like, shave your head. That's crazy, it's dude. It's just she was insane. amazing. She also taught us how to use, um, you've probably seen videos on, like, TikTok, like, the, the Asian girl who's got the giant wok, you know, that's, like, looks like a 50-pound wok. It's made of steel and stuff. Um, we used that as well. And t- she taught us how to bounce it on the knee so we mm. could do huge amounts of stir-fry. Damn. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Um, definitely something I won't forget, but that was one of my hardest classes. Um, lots of cool stuff, but definitely my hardest class. I think my best class, which really led me into wanting to try banquets was, um, well, was banquets class. Um, it wasn't something I was good at when I started, mm-hmm. but I really enjoyed doing it. I was trying to find ways to do things either A, faster or B, in higher volume. Uh, which is not something I was used to. I'd mostly done restaurants at that point in my life, so it was a whole different menu. So by the time I graduated, I still wasn't very great at banquets, but uh, so that's why I went looking for a banquet job. And um, from there, it just that's what I did all the way through. Yeah, because after that education, you really need that that experience, that real work life experience too. I feel like so. Oh uh, yeah, that was definitely a problem at school. Once everyone, once a lot of the kids thought, once they graduated, like, "Oh, I'm a chef now." It's like, nah, dude, <laughs> <laughs> time to open up my own restaurant. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> I watched. Uh, I watched a lot of my friends from school lose their establishments because they had like parents who had money and stuff and would, you know, put a deposit down on a building and help them open up a restaurant and build a kitchen, and then two years later, it, they're selling it. You know, I just think it. it like that's something that is there's so much that goes into owning a restaurant that oh it's crazy yeah like the fact that anyone tries it is crazy to me um have you ever worked in a place that like you could just tell like it's going downhill fast like the kitchen was all fucked up or like (laughs) like some kitchen nightmares type shit uh the one i'm gonna say uh, i'll actually give you the name of because it doesn't exist anymore and i don't really talk to anyone who worked who worked there <laughs> anymore i'll tell you that place it used to be in Fauquier. it was called um fratelli's okay fratelli's bar and grill um it was a uh, fratelli's is italian for brother uh brothers um you know it was it seemed like a cool place you know i worked there as a uh a bar back and a bus boy for a little bit and then um i think that was actually my first full-time kitchen job okay um and i was when I say ma- I was making peanuts, I was making peanuts. Like I was, it was just at minimum wage, working anywhere from fifteen to twenty hours a day. You know, a day. Hours. Yeah. Holy crap! That, fifteen, 15 hours, hours a day? day. Okay, so that was probably back in. 
20 hours a day, <laughs> dog. At a you're driving, you're driving an hour round trip, right? When you're working there. At Fratelli's? Yeah. No, that 15, was, 20 I minutes. I was living at home then. So it's like 40 minutes. From Warrington to... No, I want to say it was like 20 minutes. 20 minutes. 20 minutes one way, 20 minutes. doesn't matter. Yeah. You're yeah. there. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was a lot. I mean, there were a lot of times where, like, I had, I, I would just crash with some of the guys who lived in town, and I would just like sleep on their couch. Not like, worth it to drive home. Yeah, God no, you know. Uh, so, um, and that was at minimum wage, <laughs> so it was like not the greatest. But I learned a lot, you know. Um, but uh, was I there was there anything crazy that happened? That restaurant. Uh. Like them closing or anything or yeah they uh, they shut down um, so I actually I I finally got upset with them because uh, I got shorted on two or three different paychecks and they weren't forking over the money so I quit and uh, but uh, about two weeks after I quit um, everyone showed up to work on Monday you know six thirty in the morning or seven in the morning and um, started working but by eight in the morning. Someone came up and said, "Hey, everyone needs to get out of here. Uh, we're uh, we're gonna lock the doors." Oh man! <laughs> it's like, who are you? Get out of the restaurant. You know, you don't. This isn't your restaurant. And it's like, I, I work for the county. I'm gonna lock the doors. It's my <laughs> restaurant <laughs> now. <laughs> so uh, I'll never forget that. Uh, so I got the call that night, like, "Hey, Fratelli's shut down." I was like, "Oh shit!" And then uh, the girl that I was talking to, she was a bartender. Uh, we. we hung out a few times we never had like a serious relationship but uh she was like yeah so uh when when that lady told us all to leave everyone's like oh we're just gonna grab our stuff and then we'll leave i guess they like fr- raided the fridge and freezer and the bar and all the employees did oh yeah yeah i mean i mean yeah. might as well at that point you know it's yeah. over took yeah. bottles of patron i know he had a i know i know the uh the chef who was there at the time he took that bottle of king louis <laughs> that was still closed that was up on the shelf I was like, damn, I wish I worked there to just to steal the shit. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, no, it's just uh, that was probably the craziest thing. And it's really sad. You know, there were about 16 or 17 people that lost their jobs that morning. Yeah, that is sad. uh, It was a little rough. But um, yeah, that was uh, that was definitely a rough one. You could like, were they doing things like, could you tell like this isn't going to last long? Like was like. Were things not kept up well, or well, the biggest thing that I noticed immediately was this was when I didn't even have that much experience in kitchens. Was I realized that our inventory was always short. We never had enough of this or eggs or cream or or oil or whatever. And it's like, well, why don't you go on your computer and order from Cisco? You know, four buckets of all or olive oil or fryer oil or something. It's like, and he's like, no, no, no. Like, we'll just go to We'll just go to wherever right, Walmart go and buy yeah. a bulk, or it's like, why are you doing that? It costs more money. Yeah, and that's when I found out. It was like, oh, you haven't paid Cisco in a while, <laughs> so they're not accepting your orders yeah. anymore. Yeah, uh, so money's getting tied up. It's yeah. like, all right. And then when the whole paycheck thing happened, I was like, yeah, okay, connecting the dots, time to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got to pay your suppliers. Yeah, that's huge. Got it. Jack, you guys ever see? Uh, I think it was called War Dogs. Got to pay the box man. Uh-huh. Is that the? Is that um the movie when they're selling arms? Jonah Hill. Yeah, yeah. that's a good movie. And what's the, what? The other guy's name? I can't remember his name. I can't remember. It's not James Franco, name. is it? 
No, I think no. it's Ethan something. Ethan, I think it is Ethan something. I don't but know. The whole thing was like they did everything right, but the only thing they didn't do was pay the guy that was packaging the the arms. So he ratted on them all. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You gotta pay the. Don't forget to pay the box guy. <laughs> that was the mm. whole reason his whole operation went down. Crazy. That's a good movie. I heard you talking about, or one of you mentioned Harry Potter earlier. Uh, that might have been me, actually. Well, we were talking about the beans thing. The beans. The beans, yeah. You guys, I know, you said you read some Harry Potter, CJ? Yeah, I read the first four. I saw all the movies. Yeah. I think, you, weren't you big into Harry Potter, Jake? Um, I read all the books. Um, I wasn't as big into the movies as I was the books. I mean, I I was there for them, like, them all coming out, you know, when they came out, like, at the Scholastic Books Book Fair or whatever in school. I was there getting the first edition. Like that's how it was like. Oh god, it's probably hot shit out. back then. Yeah, yeah. So we uh we still have uh all the first editions at the house. That's cool. Yeah, um, we even we even bought like the the cheaper like paperback ones for like regular reading use. That way the first editions like you keep it. Like yeah, that's cool mint. though. Yeah, yeah. that's but, cool. Um, yeah, Josie's more into it than I am. She's kind of a fanatic. Love you, babe. That's cool though. Shout out Josie. Fiance. Shout out Josie. Shout out Josie. My sister was a big fanatic of that shit back in the day. How old is your sister? Thirty. I think yeah. I think you guys are like the same age. Yeah, pretty yeah, similar. 31. Yeah, so, so sa- same sense. idea. I actually remember sense. when the when the fifth one came out. That was a big deal because the fourth one was like the first. The fourth one was the first one that was like a huge hit, and then when the fifth one came out, everyone's like, "Oh, I want it." So um, we uh, we the the we ordered pre-ordered the book the first edition, and it was like the closest place to us that like they didn't have it, and I was like, well, we can't do the second line because like we're going to the beach, and mom and dad actually drove me all the way up from wherever we were staying to to Duck, in Outer Banks. Oh damn, to get it, was it like an hour drive. It was I like remember the store in the Outer Banks that had it, <laughs> and. So while everyone was doing stuff, the yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah so vaguely. While, while everyone was doing stuff and going to the beach, I just read, I just read uh-huh. the book the entire Damn. vacation. <laughs> That's when the books started getting fucking huge too, like the fourth and fifth one. So the first three, I feel like, are shorter. Oh, they're much shorter. And then, well, huge like as far as popularity, but also huge like the Size. books got fucking big, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big book. Yeah, like a dictionary. Is. But they definitely, uh, they definitely went down in size a little bit after that. Was the, the fifth one, I think a lot of people thought it was boring because it was so there was so much description, like it was so descriptive. Like it would, there was like there was one point where I think I want to say there was like three or four pages just describing the area that the people were standing in. That's three or four pages. Like that's a little. That's like an essay on. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just just on the the area. That's pretty crazy though. Like setting the scene. That's serious. I just feel like scene. I don't hear I don't hear about people getting excited about books like that anymore. Well, you know, now it's just like it's all movies and it's all like audio like why read a book when you can pay half the price and have someone read it to you. Audio books. And also like there's just not big series like that anymore. That's more what I was getting at. I was I get at I feel like they don't make books like they used to. Now, like, I, there's just not, like, a crazy series. I mean, I'm sure people are trying, but, right. like, there's just not one that's caught fire the way that Harry Potter did, um, the way that The Lord of the Rings did. You know what I mean? Like, mm. that's, 
I feel like there's probably a lot of people really trying to be the next like big book series, but I think partially it's just because people don't read as much as they used to, but yeah, I don't know. I think the last big one, it's funny you said caught, caught fire because it reminded me. I think the last big series that came out of like that area was The Hunger Games. Yeah. I think that was Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, that. but that that's another good example. Yeah. Like, It's just something in that just resonated with people and they, it's definitely pretty few and far between now Aragon had a little run a little bit I never read it it was a dragon yeah, wasn't it, was it a like dragon. a dragon book I never even heard of that that might be wrong that I was more that was like that came out of the book fair it's like when we were more kids, our age right? yeah. yeah yeah. I just know I failed that AR test <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I read twenty pages and took the test. So Dude, still had AR tests when you guys. Oh were yeah, horrible, big time. Could not pass them. I think we've talked about this a little like bit, but have. just loving, love the the like, my teacher sitting me down and being like, "You actually have to read the books. You can't just take the tests." Because I would just take whatever fucking one I saw, <laughs> just go down the list. If you give a mouse a cookie, yeah. Well, we didn't have it. Well, I just, we well, I didn't know it existed. School. Yeah, I didn't know it existed till high school. Oh, to, really? Yeah, too much of a rule follower, I guess. Yeah, pretty so much. When I was in high school, this is obviously before you guys were in high school. Oh, they finally took them out, but like, what were they thinking about putting it in there? But they had an entire wall filled with spark notes on all of the classics. <laughs> wait, in the library? Wait, the freaking yeah, Cliff Notes, library. right? Isn't it Cliff? That's notes? a real thing, or was it Spark Notes? Yeah. It I know is, one of them. It was a yellow book. Yeah, Cliff was, Notes. Was it Cliff Notes? Cliff Notes is the original Spark Notes, but it was it was like you could bu- like pick it up and hold it. I did not. I thought yeah. that was an wow. actual book. Yeah. yeah, I did not like, know that. So you could order it online, but like this was before like you, a lot of people were posting like full things, you know, like so you actually it was a physical book. <laughs> like you know, shout out to Miss Delcor, favorite English teacher in high school. I did not read To Kill a Mockingbird. You <laughs> read the cliff notes. <laughs> I read the the cliff notes. I read the little booklet thing, and you know I aced her uh, whatever whatever uh, paper we had to write. Essay on. or something. Yeah, I feel like we read like half of it in class, and then we were supposed to go home and read well, bits. Some of it you weren't allowed to. Yeah, but then for homework we had to like come in and write something, write up essay prompt to kill a mockingbird. Yeah, I feel yeah, that That's and any other that. book. Remember reading classics in class and like that we would like reading out loud and then you'd come to like the N word and yeah. you would just be like can I say this? And the teacher would be like, go ahead. It's like, that's fucked up, man. That's fucked up. You should have said no. (laughs) Just walk around letting people say that shit in class. I wonder what they were thinking like when that came up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Do they, like, were they thinking, is this kid going to just say it? Or is he going to ask? Well, I mean, you you could tell the kids that were just going to say it. Yeah, like, they were, like pumped for it. Like, yeah. Here it comes. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, call it. on me. I'm, I'm like, oh, this is the page. My turn. I just feel like me. I feel like if I was a teacher, I would be thinking heavy about that. Like, what's gonna happen when we? Yeah. Because you know it's coming. Well, I had some that would just be like, if you see something that is that you don't think you should say, just don't say it. Just skip over or uh-huh. say like N word or F word, whatever. Yeah. Like, which like seems like a pretty simple solution. Like, hey, yeah. just don't say it. But, like, you know, the kids would all giggle yeah. anyway. But, like, that's better than just being like, okay, go ahead <laughs> just say it. Yeah. But, yeah, shout out uh, Spark Notes and Cliff Notes. Um, Definitely got me through some times. 
We've talked about nostalgia a good bit on this podcast, but I wanted to ask you, Jake, when you hear that word, what do you think of? Oh, God. Something being nostalgic. Oh, man, there's so much. Um, Give me like one or two things. To be honest, there's the a first lot. thing, as, as lame as, it might not even be lame, it's pretty nostalgic. The three-handled controller for the Nintendo uh, 64. Fuck yeah. <laughs> My fucking man. <laughs> what color was it? Uh, so the controller itself, like, I didn't have the cool one that was like see-through. I had, uh, you, you, yeah. Oh yeah. Heard that. <laughs> um, I think we had the blue one. We had a blue one and a green one. I feel like I remember a gray one with the, like a yellow analog stick the or something. gray one we had, but it didn't work completely. That's probably why I used it. Exactly. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, classic younger yeah. sibling shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the system was black, too. And then, of course, the uh, the sound of uh, GoldenEye opening up. The classic, like, dong, like, bong. They, uh, they just dropped GoldenEye on the Switch. Cause they dropped it on the Xbox. They because like they did this. They have like a bunch of N sixty four ports on the Switch now, and they just dropped Goldeneye. So oh, I did not know that. Yeah, they dropped it on a uh, Game Pass for Xbox. That's crazy. That's cool though. Oh uh, yeah. Well, actually, you know, the crazy thing is, um, on the some of those games on Game Pass, like, um, the way the streaming system works, even if your phone doesn't support a lot of memory, as long as it has a good like, I guess, pixel rate. Or, you know, or whatever video resolution mm-hmm. or whatever. A lot of those modern games that are like, you know, meant for like the newest system will play on your cell phone. So like I can play through Game Pass. I can play Goldeneye on my cell phone. Oh, really? Yeah. Or even like Gears 5 or the newest Halo. Damn, what the fuck? Directly on my cell phone. Is the Goldeneye like the Goldeneye or is it like redone? No, it's the same one. Okay, that yeah, that's I would never want them to redone. Yeah, I'm I was, <laughs> I'm like glad they didn't do, do that. that. Um the Game Pass is like I think it's kind of the same thing cuz that the Switch N64 thing is like all the games are free but you like pay. You pay it's like part of your online that. membership, it's like the same shit, I think. So, I actually had a Switch for a while. I got rid of it because I just wasn't using it as much as the Xbox, but I did have the membership for that, for the um, the Switch Online yeah. thing. That was really cool, because they had, what, there was the N64. Um, the NES, the SNES, the Sega Genesis, and they just added Game Boy. They added Game Boy? And Game Boy Advance. They oh, just added those Game two. Boy yeah. Advance? Oh, man, did they ha- did they ever add the Pokemons, like the old ones? Not yet, but I oh. feel like they probably will, because they, they have Pokemon on the N64 now. Oh, okay, so, that's cool. Um, but yeah, it's cool, man. It's just like a, and when you load up the uh, the Game Boy Advance, it plays a little tone from when you R- load up. Does yeah. it really? Has to. Oh, that's so <laughs> cool. The uh, so the Game Pass is a little different. So there's a lot, there's a ton more content, and it's actually a lot cheaper too. Or not a lot, cheaper, it is cheaper, but um, there are a lot more games, and they're not just like there are some older games from like Xbox, Xbox 360. There's a lot of like day one releases, like when Halo Infinity came out, or Halo Infinite, it dropped day one on game. Oh, that's cool. So you get like new shit too. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Stuff. I mean, you. Uh, what's another one I play? Like, so like every Gears game Gears of War ever made is on there. Um, every Halo game, any you know anything that's like an Xbox original is pretty much on there. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. So I mean, it's, you get this massive collection of games for like I think it's like fifteen dollars a month. That's nice. I think it's I think it's I want to say it's like eight hundred games in there. Or 
something like that. And it's all streaming, right? So you. Oh yeah, it's all streaming. Yeah, you don't actually have to like save any of them to your console, which is nice. Save well, space. that's not actually true. You um, still have to save them. There are some of them you have to download to the console because they're so big. I guess that makes sense. So like, uh, like uh, Grand Theft Auto was on there, uh, five. I mean that thing is. I mean that that one's massive. Yeah, that's a huge <laughs> game. Yeah. Shout out to Xbox. I haven't played Xbox in a long time. You got your phone out. You got something? Nothing crazy. All right. I saw this thing saying um, that now Americans are spending more money on... In 2022, Americans spent more money on marijuana than they did chocolate. What? <laughs> you want to guess the, the I totals? I figured it'd be the same because I figured they'd be buying it in the chocolate. One-to-one. One. Isn't that a kind of a skewed stat, though? Because they they know a lot how much more money like now that it's more regulated, they would know how much more how much money we're spending. Whereas before, they might not have had a, as much of a grasp on it. Well, and and it's becoming available in more locations. Yeah, I'm everywhere, just saying. Much. Okay, chocolates everywhere. Marijuana is true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, no, can All I have right. like a ballpark of the total so I can like not sound it's like billions. an idiot? Okay. It's billions. Um. Two, no, one point eight on marijuana and one point one on chocolate. What do you think, Jake? I I was gonna say one point nine to one point one. I I still kind of made you sound like an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) They're spending twenty billion dollars on chocolate and thirty billion dollars on marijuana. Well, I should have known because I spent one point eight on marijuana (laughs) by myself. (laughs) So I guess I should have thought about that. You were just accounting for yourself. (laughs) Um, That's great. Wait, sorry, twenty and thirty. Yeah, so ten billion dollar difference. Okay, so I'm like I was saying, like I feel like one of the more common ways nowadays is edibles. Like, or what if people buy chocolate bars? Yeah, which which what are they? (laughs) What switch? Which one are you swinging for that one? (laughs) I guess they're going off of like. Dispen- they're probably going off dispensary sales. Yeah, right? it has to be. It has to be. That's just a funny question. So and it's not counting for like the black market. So right? do you guys know what's going on with uh, with uh, cacao beans right now? Like no. the cocoa beans? No. Uh, so right now, the biggest distributor in the world for cocoa beans is Brazil. Yep. Right? Okay, that makes okay. sense. The biggest, um, uh, I don't want to say producer but like processor of those beans into a chocolate product right now is it's, it's i think it's a tie between switzerland and france okay so with everything going on with like ukraine and everyone's decisions and this and that um and with some of the embargoes that have been put down in the u.s um brazil actually stopped selling cocoa beans to the united states yeah they don't like us. They don't so, like us at all. So where are we getting our cocoa beans from? We're buying it from Mexico, who is holding us hostage, and they're buying it from Brazil and then selling it to us, and they're selling it to us at double the price. Yeah, they don't like. We're narcs. We're we are. Yeah. So you might as well just smoke pot. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like chocolate's going up. Well, let me <laughs> ask you this: is isn't Brazil one of one of the largest uh, sources of like beef too? Right. From from cattle farming and stuff, uh, I learned that when I was in school. Used to be, used to be, not anymore. Who's who's the number one producer of China beef? China, China. which we really don't deal with anymore. <laughs> yeah, well now China's with. 
that's where it gets interesting because I think a lot of countries are supposed are starting to align with China. Um, I think Brazil is going to become close relations with China, but we don't get to go down the political rabbit hole unless well, you want avoiding to. Avoiding the political route, I do believe that the uh, if you look at it, um, a lot of the countries that have been the world powers for the last like ten to fifteen, twenty, thirty years, they've kind of stuck with each other, and the countries that are were considered to be on the bottom level who have been slowly rising up in the last 10 to 15 years, they're starting to stick together. Um, it's kind of like, you know, just teams, I guess. More countries have a seat at the table now than they did 15, oh, 20 years so ago. so many more. Right. And I think a lot of people are starting to leave the old heads table and they're joining the kids table now, leaving the U.S. behind. That's what I think about that. But. That definitely is a thing. I mean, I can't tell you how many, like, of, uh, like, a lot of people I went to school with at the Culinary Institute, you know, people come from all over the world to go to school there, and a lot of them wanted to go to school there and then stay in the country. But after, like, two years in the country, they're like, screw this, and they just, like, bounce. Like, work hard to get that visa, and then just, like, I don't even want it anymore. <laughs> I, I I chuckled earlier because we were <laughs> talking about chocolate sales, and then you were like, <laughs> because of the situation in Ukraine. Was, but... <laughs> It just reminds. Have you ever seen that guy on um, Instagram? And he probably does TikToks too. And he's like, starts by saying like a recipe, and then like halfway through it just like completely cuts, and he's doing like a really deep conspiracy <laughs> theory. <laughs> what? He's like, today we're gonna be making uh, bacon onion jam. Start by, and then it's just like in 1988, <laughs> <the> U.S. <laughs> it's just like completely what? goes off the rail. Shout out that guy. I might. That's put a funny. story shout out to that guy on the Good Friday's page. He fucking cracks me up. That's funny. I'll have to check that one out. I haven't seen that one yet. Do you guys ever see those Shredded videos with the trucks? Yeah. Oh, Shredded. Yeah. That's, you seen those? We used to. I feel like we used, we used to geek to, at those, yeah. right? There's like I I don't know what the business is, but I remember I remember when we were in college, there was these these memes of this guy, and he was there was this company called Shredded. And you know, like if you're on a snowboard or something, like shredded or whatever, like a surfer dude type accent. I saw one of those trucks uh, at work today. Really? Yeah. Damn, dude. One of those box trucks that said shredded on it. And it just reminded me of those videos. It was really funny. Huh. That's officially like, it feels like old meme, but it's still not like, quote, old internet, you know? Like it's still like very new. Because mm-hmm. that was like a Vine. Was that a Vine thing? I, was, I was trying to figure out what oh, platform God, that was Vine. on. I don't know if it was Vine. Might have been after Vine. I think it, I think it was an Instagram I video. Forgot about Vine. Shredded, bro. Yeah, classic. Um, you guys ever been to a wedding and not known anybody there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I've been to a couple. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I can't say I didn't know anybody there, but I don't know. I didn't know a lot of people. Was it fun? No. Mine was fun as hell. I wasn't old enough to drink yet. Ah, uh, there's your there's oh, the difference. On, that doesn't stop it. <laughs> I, I can see like, where that would hinder the because well, like I would have been drinking by myself. Yeah, but it was also one of those situations like when I was a kid, like I was a big rules hound. So like, not like a narc to other people, but like I, I was like, well, I can't drink because I'm not 21. But realistically, I could have just walked up and ordered yeah. something and no one would have said anything at the Nobody whole thing. But I was like, oh, well, I mean, I'm not even going to go up there because I know that he's going to say no because like he knows. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I didn't have fun. That was a really roundabout way of saying that. But Mine was, I think the first one I went to where I didn't know anybody 
I was actually at school um, in New York, and uh, my current fiance and I were dating after like two months, and I went to her best friend's wedding. She was a bridesmaid. She was a part of the wedding party. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I sat while they did the whole thing. Uh. I sat by myself for the ceremony. <laughs> Not by myself, but I just I didn't know anybody else sitting next to you. Luckily, the people next to me were cool. And the, the one girl that sat next to me, she didn't know anybody either because her her fiance or no. No, her boyfriend was in the wedding party, too. OK. Groomsman. So we kind of like we actually hung out the whole time because like, you know, during even during the reception and, you know, we walk in there, we still cocktail like the, the wedding party's still together they're still <laughs> so taking the, pictures and shit. i was yeah. just like hey don't know anybody here so uh the yeah it was cool and uh josie actually knew who she was so it was you know that was the only thing that held it together that made it so i was cool having someone who had that same relation that same problem that i had yeah you, you make know? a new friend out of it which is cool yeah she's actually really cool she actually moved here to virginia she lives over in uh harrisonburg her and her hu- they're married now Shout out, shout out, Harrisonburg. Uh, I would say shout out. H town. Yes, yeah, Sierra and I. We went to a wedding a couple weekends ago, and um, the only person I didn't know anybody, and but and she, the only person she knew was the bride. Oh, uh, so yeah. that was that was pretty cool. There, it was a. I mean, they're our age, so there was a lot of younger people there. Um, but it was first time I'd been to a wedding where I didn't know anybody there. But it was all right. We we got put at a decent table with some people and struck up a little conversation but i feel like um like seating people is like an art there's like an art to it you know like they have to like at least think uh, like maybe this could because like obviously she they looked at the guest list and they were like okay well they're not going to know anybody so we have to like figure out like what the best situation for them is right i'm sort of looking forward to that yeah me too i'm looking forward to that challenge because i do think it is a challenge just you wait, buddy. <laughs> Until <laughs> when? What are you? How long have you guys been engaged? Because so Josh just you guys just got engaged, so yeah. We got engaged in January. Um, actually, on our uh, the anniversary of when we first started dating. Um, yeah, it was, was kind of cool. So I took her to uh, National Harbor. Okay. Over like right where Maryland and DC meet. Yep. And uh, there's this big Ferris wheel up there. Okay, yeah. So I popped yeah. a question on top of the Ferris wheel. That was kind of cool. Classic. That's nice. And then, uh, so we've been engaged. So I guess now it's been, what, four months? Five months? So you're a little bit farther along in the wedding planning process than yeah, you, maybe you are, Yeah, we picked a venue. You know, we've got the food covered. We've got a DJ. We've got someone to do the cake. Oh, by the way, huge shout out for the cake. Chef Jason Reeves at the Salamander Resort and Spa. Shout Jason. Out. We got all the shout outs. Yeah. Let's go. Let's uh, go. Shout out Aiden. Chef Jason. Do you know uh you know Salamander? No. So it's a it's a Forbes five star uh resort. Okay. Uh Chef Jason Reeves has been on multiple television networks for his baking. Oh um, damn. He uh he also he's also a CIA grad. Um the one he's most famous for is the You've seen Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah. You know the tower with the eye in it? Uh-huh. He made a cake. Oh, like, okay. Like, realistically, like, it looks like a statue. 
but it's 100% edible. Um, I could show you, I could show you some pictures or I could post some pictures somewhere. But uh, like he also, the, the last time I worked at Salamander, he did a uh, full uh, Polar Express. Damn. Like the train. That's cool shit. It's insane. And it looks, the you know, the ice on the bottom. It looks like it's sitting on a giant piece of glass. But it's just like sugar? But it's sugar. Fuck, I'm going to look this dude up. That's cool as shit, though. He did, he's doing your wedding cake? Uh, Yeah, and he's hooking, up, he's hooking us up on the price a little bit. So he's doing it kind of privately. He's not doing it through Salamander. Because we could not afford Salamander's rates. <laughs> you ever seen those videos where they're like, is it cake or is it real? Oh, dude, seriously. It's just like that. They made a whole show out of that. It's a whole fucking Netflix show. Is there? That. Yeah, it's kind of dumb, though. But uh-huh. those videos are really cool. I've seen like a photo of like a dog's face and it's just cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's weird. It I is really it. weird. I watched a lady cut into a whole pineapple and it was a cake. And I was like, what? <laughs> That was definitely a solid TikTok video. Are you finding the picture? I'm trying to find. I know. I know. I have the Polar Express on here somewhere. Um, I think I, I showed you that one, didn't I, John? I think you did too. I just want to. I just want to make a statement. I don't like the Polar Express. The oh my god! I know it's their eyes. Their eyes bother me. Yeah, They're like ju- lifeless. I don't think I've watched it, to be honest. I've seen parts. It's freaking Josie's favorite movie. Really? Really? Oh, God. It's her favorite Christmas movie, and it drives me nuts every year. <laughs> it's, it's weird, because I remember when that movie came out, it looked real. Like, it looked pretty realistic. Oh, it looks so realistic. For the time. But uh, now you watch it now, it's, like, silly. Yeah. It's it, goofy. What kills me is like their eye, like everything like looks cool, but it's just their eyes creep me out because they don't blink. Nobody what's, blinks. What's <laughs> that movie about? I don't. I've never seen it. So there's a kid <laughs> who like stops believing in Santa, right? And uh, bad move. They all go to bed <laughs> <laughs> or whatever, and then the pole. He wakes up because he hears a train, and he's like, "Why is there a train? There's no train here." And then, don't spoil it. <laughs> No, yeah, he yeah, gets on the train though, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna spoil it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it is called the Polar Express. <laughs> nah, that boy definitely on the fucking train. <laughs> on the train, bro. Um, did, did you guys have to do signs for projects? Oh yeah, of course. That was that. Do you remember what your nostalgia. Do you remember what your project was? Uh, I did a bunch of different projects, but I would say the most memorable project for me was probably second grade. Science fair project in second grade? Yeah, no, it was a big deal. They had like I only had like two science fairs. I never had a science fair. Seriously? Yeah. I had one in sixth and seventh grade. Ours was I like a competition. You could go to s- regionals. Oh, states, so it was like legit science fair shit. That's people cool. Got, people got like grants and scholarship money. And What'd you like, do? What'd you make? I made a giant volcano. Classic. Yeah, like I had a big bottle of uh, a vinegar that was half full, like white distilled vinegar, and and a funnel on top. And, and you just pour some baking soda in there. Oh, but we put dirt around it. Looked <laughs> 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 like a mountain. Oh God, you have to ask Mom about this. I'll ask her. We put we put toy dinosaurs all the way around it. <laughs> I vaguely remember the toy dinosaurs. <laughs> and then uh, and then we put like red food coloring in. So when it flowed out, it looked like lava. Damn. Yeah, no. Like you I didn't do one though, CJ. I never did a science fair. We had to do. One. I don't think so. I think I did it two years, but I don't remember one of my projects. I didn't do very. 
good like grade wise. It was the coolest one, like visually, it was awesome. But uh, you know, it didn't really. I didn't. I don't think I followed the process. I, I think. <laughs> I think scientific like method. There's yeah, something about like a method. baking soda vinegar volcano that like it gets shit on. I feel like that's like a, th- a thing that science people don't like. Like science teachers don't like that. I thought it was cool. I mean, <laughs> it, I mean, it is cool. It's, the yeah. shit just explodes. Like that's, yeah. that's cool, <laughs> especially when you're a kid. Like, yeah, it's, it's the dope coolest as fuck. thing ever. But uh, you're absolutely right. Oh my gosh, I found it. Okay. Oh wow. Oh. Polar Express. Take a while. Yeah. That's the photo. Damn, dude. So it's maybe we'll have to throw it on this story. Yeah, that's cool as shit. <laughs> they look just as lifeless. The people. He really yeah. captured that. <laughs> That's well, he made, crazy. He made the people fuck. too. The smoke coming out of the dude. That is so nuts. Yeah, the yes. smoke is made out of like cotton candy. So like when you uh, cotton candy. Yeah, he made cotton candy and. Whoa, that is real. This wow, that smoke is crazy. The smoke is nuts. So a lot of people like when they do like cakes and models and things Nutty. that are supposed to be like edible. Like uh, other than the table, like that glass is that's all sugar glass. That is so nuts, um, dude. So, like, nuts. the crazy thing about him is, like, when he does his things and he makes them so realistic, a lot of people have, like, little, like, wood, like, bars or dowel pins or, you know, wires that they wrap the food around. Yeah. His is 100% edible. Everything that's all, the, like, the structure pieces, like, the pieces of wood people put inside or around it, he makes it out of, he makes those for the structure. Right, like so they're you're edible though. 100% That's nuts. All the way through. I think he said it took him like three weeks to make that train. <laughs> so you needless to say your wedding cake's probably gonna be pretty dope. Oh uh, yeah. So <laughs> well I can't I can't talk about the bar is set. Alright, yeah, surprise. But all I'm gonna say is that the wedding is on May fourth. So let your imagination go. So it's it's a polar express cake. No. You just showed us your <laughs> Your favorite movie. Not even close. <laughs> that was pretty. No. God. <laughs> Lifeless eyes everywhere. <laughs> just, just, just the people. It's not even the train. This <laughs> <laughs> is like a the fucking conductor. Life size conductor. Like a horror movie, dude. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. Sounds you know like they're making a fucking Five Nights at Freddy's movie. I don't even know what that is. That. You don't know what Five Nights. I've heard of it, is? but I have zero idea I what never it is. It. Me neither. I think that kind of pat. That's like the younger kids. That was that's like what con- the kids are doing what's now. That squirrel game, Conquer. Oh, Conquer. Oh, Conquer was my generation for sure. Oh, sorry about it. What is that? <laughs> Wasn't it like a squirrel or yeah, something? It was. Uh, it was know. a really raunchy squirrel. <laughs> Whoa! Oh man, I don't remember that. No, dude. So it was on the Nintendo sixty four. It was like. 64 didn't have many, like, mature game games, boy. but this was one of them. Like, there's an entire level that's, like, where the walls are literally made out of shit. And he's, like, <laughs> talking about, like, oh, my God, it smells like gas in here. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of Conker's Bad Fur Day? No, man. You got to do yourself a favor and Google it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's what I'm not doing. That that shit is gonna like. I will say, I will, so I'm not gonna give anything away. I need you to play it, and I need you to finish the storyline. All right, I will get a, I'll get a ROM of it. Yeah, play get a it ROM. on. It's a it's, well, contract. People are selling that the original like, like the cartridge for like hundreds of dollars. You should have kept that shit. Dude. Yeah, we had it, Josh. Just mom wouldn't let you. 
Well, mom didn't know I had it. <laughs> Damn. Backdoor shit. Truth comes out. Yeah. She's uh, listening right now. She's outside. So <laughs> the police are here. So the whole point is, um, this squirrel goes to the bar and gets drunk and comes home and gets in a fight with his super hot girlfriend. And he gets sick and throws up. No, you didn't have to say super hot. <laughs> well, she's a squirrel, but you know. <laughs> but you know, when you're a kid, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> bricked up, bricked up, playing conquer. <laughs> if so, if his girlfriend didn't make you feel something, you just didn't have a pulse back then. So it starts, the whole game starts out with him waking up and having a hangover, and then someone says that his girlfriend was kidnapped, and then he, then the game starts. The, that, that's the that's the premise. And it Don't spoil out, it. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> starts out with, like, dizzy vision, like he's hungover. It's great. Fuck, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, maybe uh, we'll do a start a Good Fridays Twitch and live stream. Oh, Conquer the uh, bad fucking definitely, fur uh, day. Definitely put a uh, parental advisory thing on that one. That is crazy, though. I feel like there weren't, like, mature many, games for that. Many. It's like all kids' games. I will say, though, um, there was a multiplayer on it, and you could play it to four players. And it was kind of like, um, it was like, you know, you shoot each other and stuff, but it was like James Bond. The levels were actually similar to that, but it was over the shoulder, like third person. Yeah. It actually played very, that's where, it was, we talked about Gears already, Gears of War. Yeah. That's where Gears of War got their gameplay from. No shit. Like <laughs> I feel like you're, what, do you know that for a fact, or are you just saying that? No, dude, look it up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So the the guy the guy who uh, the guy who um, I'm not 100 percent sure about this, but I'm pretty sure that one of the guys that helped design Gears of War, uh, he was part of the design group for Conquer's Bad Fur Day. That's interesting. <laughs> Just look up Conquer's Bad Fur Day, and you'll get the whole story. That's all you need to see. We're not oh reading the whole God. Wikipedia page. No, we're not. <laughs> Um, I just I am but I'll I'm not gonna dig into this right now, but I am seeing multiple links where both those things are mentioned. So I don't think you're off. I googled Gears of War Conquers Badford <laughs> <laughs> and there's like a lot of things that like have them both, you know, like when the results are like must include both. So I think you might be onto something. I'm pretty sure that one of the guys who helped design Gears of War, he was on the same project for Conquer. He used to work for Nintendo. We moved to Microsoft. It's crazy shit, man. There's a guy. His last name's uh, Bowser, and he was just in, he was uh, he was in prison. Uh, no, he worked <laughs> for Nintendo, and he got out of jail, but he still has to pay Nintendo like ten million dollars or something. I think he was one of the guys who was behind Flappy Bird, the video oh game. Oh my god! Because oh, they ripped off really? oh my uh, Mario or something like that. Weren't people selling those like? Like iPod touches the phones and, and phones. Yeah, they had it on there because they took it off the App Store. But um, I was curious. Do you guys know like anything about the word howdy? Like the etymology behind it, like where it came from? No, cowboys. No, like howdy. Oh, I don't. Woody says it in Toy Story. No, but like, <laughs> so you cowboy? What? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cowboy. Right? Howdy, like. 
how, how like how do you do howdy oh is that how where it came do? from how I do think you so. do i, guess I was thinking sense. about this yesterday when when we were taking a hike i was like howdy how do you how do you how, how do you do <laughs> how what how boring was that <laughs> no it's cool well, no somebody said howdy you know how you pass people and they're like hi hi yeah hi somebody said howdy uh that's a change up so then i was like howdy howdy how do you how are you how do you i think that's sort of what it ripped off yeah it has to be i can believe that that yeah. makes sense all right 16th century <laughs> england that's they what it says yeah but what were they saying how how do ye ye do? Oh, the ye. How do you do? How do you howdy? Yeah, that's crazy. I never thought about that. That's so it's not even like a southern thing. Well, I guess it is now, but yeah, it feels like a southern thing at least. Howdy. How do ye do? That's crazy. Like Creed, the band. Oh, oh Creed. Creed. Worst album covers. <laughs> Best music though. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I actually saw them live. Did you oh, really? Yeah, back before uh, Jiffy Lube, it used to be Nissan Pavilion. How many people were there? Oh god, it was packed. Ten. <laughs> it was slam. No, people love Creed, man. Oh, it was intense. It was one of the best concerts I've ever been to. Can you sing some Creed? No. Uh, <laughs> no, oh, that you're not that so lucky. Sick. If you had said yes. <laughs> Um, no, I went with, uh, so my mom took, took me cause I was pretty young and, uh, we went with the Stewarts. Yeah, shout out. Shout out to the Stewarts, Stewart boys. I think all four of them went, but it was, uh, it was an intense concert. It was like a, <laughs> how old were you? Uh, maybe 13, 14. That's fire. Damn. It was, it was more like a, like a metal concert. Oh really? It was, it was it like was, intense. It was very intense. Like uh, we're in the lawn. No, we we had good seats. We were up at the like in you're the moshing. Area. I mean, if you're gonna go to the if you're gonna see Creed, you gotta see Creed. <laughs> you gotta see Creed. Wait, okay. I and I'm not really I'm really not trying to get you to sing, but like what song? Like what's their big song? And I'm six feet from the edge. Yeah, that that was probably their biggest hit ever. Maybe six. Feet. Um. Then there was uh. What, but these, a lot of the songs that everyone knows were the ones that were popularized by the radio, and they right. weren't their hardest ones. Um, you got to listen to uh, one of their hardest, harder ones from the same year from Six Feet. Uh, it was called Bullets. How's that one go? <laughs> There's a lot of screaming <laughs> and grunting. <laughs> is it up? Is it up tempo? Yeah, it's, it's like, high tempo. At least look at me when you shoot a bullet through my head. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he said Creed. He said Creed. He said Creed <laughs> live on the air. Come yeah, on. Dude, look, yeah, maybe I should add it to the playlist. There you go. I mean, we are. <laughs> I was already about thinking that. about yeah. doing it. Yeah, oh yeah. Kind of have to. Creed at this only point. playlist. <laughs> I don't remember what album it was, but I'm pretty sure it was the the one with the bad album cover. Probably. Yeah. They all. <laughs> I think it had a tree on it, but their faces were like in the. Oh, tree. wait. So one of yeah. them's eating an apple, I think. Because it's supposed apple? to be the tree, the for, forbidden fruit, uh, I think. Is Creed a religious band? They used to be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. You know, sorry, did I overstep? <laughs> they, were, uh, they were, for Ooh, their boy. first uh, three albums, they were considered a, uh, a Christian band. But they, uh, they stepped away from that and then went back towards a metal. Like all metal, and then like, kind of lost. Fell somewhere in between. The checks weren't cutting it. Yeah. 
Yeah, Chad's worked at Nike. God um, stepped out. I think one of them actually works for Amazon now. Whoa, man! Talk about se- talk about selling out, dude. What the <laughs> fuck? Wow. Yeah, Shout out Creed. Bulls, right? Shout, Shout out, out Creed. to Creed. But yeah, dude, check out check out that song Bullets. It's yeah, put that shit on the playlist. You yeah, get five. Totally. That can be one of your five. That and the fucking soundtrack for Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Maybe the fucking. Like a, it's, uh, it's actually, it, you know what? It's very similar to like South Park. That that adds up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it feels like it sounds like South Park. 100%. All right. You're 31. Let's hear like four or five artists slash bands that you feel like you've listened to the most in your your entire life. Or they could just be five artists or bands you like. All right, I'm going to tell you right now, and it just really sucks that I'm saying this, but number one that I've listened to the most in my life? Yeah. Creed. Creed. (laughs) (laughs) I've been listening to Creed since I was like 11 years old. Unironically. That's awesome. Okay. Um... Does it have to be like that? I don't have to be in order. No, it doesn't have to be in order. Just okay, just four really or five artists. Tell you my second one. No, that's fine. <laughs> no, well, wait. If you no. know it, you, you can't if you say know that. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you know it. Okay, the second one I went and saw in person as well. I saw live. It was right before her stage where Let's she started go. going crazy and shaved her head. W. W's in the chat. W's, Who is it? W, say it. Britney Spears. That's Let's dope go. as fuck. You saw her w. live? That's dope as fuck. It was at... Uh, it was uh, before the God, it was a long time ago. Before Verizon Center. Verizon Center was Verizon Center. It was something called the MCI Center. Okay. Now it's Capital One. Now it's Capital One. See, I didn't even know that. God, I am old. Um, yeah, no. So uh, she made this album. Um, it was called Slave for You. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I remember getting it for my birthday. And um, it was actually... I, Grandma's house, who lived across the street, <laughs> bumping slave for you at Grandma's house. <laughs> you can't make this up. And Creed. Yeah. No, so, so, how uh, old were you at the Britney Spears show? Uh, it was. I think it was. It might have actually been the same year as Creed. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. Uh, well, his dad was working at the. Uh, you were the only person who went to both of those concerts. That could be true. Yeah, that could definitely has be to be true. Thing. I'm probably the only one. Unless they had the same booking agent. <laughs> so, uh, even so then, the Britney Spears concert it was sold out. But um, my dad, uh, or our dad, he was uh, he was working at a motorcycle motorcycle dealership, and they had a big connection with like 94.7 and DC 101, and they had tickets that they were trying to give away for uh, you know for. They do giveaways, they do contests, this and that, but yeah. nobody called in to get for the Brittany. tickets. <laughs> so Dad asked if he could have them, and then gave them to us. That's how I was able to get them, and the concert was sold out already. Wow. So it was like, cool. Fire. Uh, he put them inside of the album, like, and then wrapped the album. So I was like, oh, yeah, like, oh, like opened it up, and I was like, holy shit, it's in here. Fuck yeah. That was That's fire. Uh, okay, let's move on. Creed, Britney, who else? <laughs> All right, number three. I'm gonna say Lincoln Park. Let's go. Oh, Let's go. Shit. There it is. You know, and it kills me because people used to shit on Lincoln Park. They still do. Yeah. They still do. Are you kidding? Rest I in peace. Like this guy. This guy right here. Yeah. Fuck Lincoln Park. 
really? <laughs> no, I mean, I just never listened to them. I only know the one song in oh, the yeah. end. That's right. the only song, which I know is like the basic bitch. The Transformer song. song. Well, after, after uh, when he started doing all the different songs for like Transformers, that's kind of when I stopped like listening because it started getting real like electronic. And mm-hmm. uh, what's his name left? Um, Mike Shinoda. He left Linkin Park for a while and he did his Fort Minor thing. Remember the name. Remember Fort not Fort Minor is a guy <laughs> Fort <laughs> Minor is a guy from Lincoln Park. Yeah, it's Mike Shinoda. Damn. Did so you know that? Yeah. Damn, so he's bro. A rapper. Um yeah, he was he was definitely one of like he him and um Chester started the group together. So Chester started selling out like taking the money. Right. And you know, doing the music specifically for these films. But part of the contract would be that they would have to put the music for those films on their album. Right. And Mike was like, dude, this music sucks. So we split. Damn, and he made fucking remember the name. Yeah. He's the one who's going who was like rapping back and forth with Jay Z when they did their right. their collab and stuff. Uh, that makes sense. We also was he was also doing stuff on the side with like Evanescence and uh Whoa. I didn't know that. Yeah. Damn. And um who's the skater boy? Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne. Yeah, he was doing all sorts of cool stuff. He was he was like being featured in all sorts of like tours. Like he would go to a city and be like, "Okay, who's who's playing in the area? Let me see if I can jump in." Um, but yeah, no. So old school Lincoln Park, hundred percent from the first album up until like two thousand seven. I'm yeah. pretty sure I could sing every single verse of one of those. Damn, songs. that's I mean that's cool though. They got a fired debut album and their second album is really good too. Yeah. All right, who's number four? Number four, I'm gonna go with. Uh, hmm. That's a hard one. I'm gonna go with uh, "Bullet for My Valentine." Have you heard of them, CJ? I've heard of them. I What's don't their big song? Do they have a big song? Uh, you can right. sing it if you if you need to. <laughs> 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 that's, that's pure sweet. But they're rock. Yeah, uh, they're their biggest hit and still their biggest hit to this day is uh, "Hand of Blood." <laughs> Dude, these songs, bruh, it's crazy, dog. <laughs> a little dark, right? Uh, yeah. So, uh, but that was uh, they started out like as like a garage band, but it was like the the it was like the most classic case of going from garage band to multi millionaires because their their first album they get to, did together had four songs on it, it was like an EP, I guess. Yeah, yeah, EP, and it was like one of the first like things that just went like crazy vi- went viral like instantly and what were, year was this oh god maybe like 2005 six okay it just went nuts people went crazy over it. on myspace yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's MySpace. so cool um but yeah no so that's another one um I would last s- one uh last one for me i'm gonna say uh revolution yeah that, that's a cool one you know revolution no they do. Um, it's like it's sort it's, uh, it's reggae esque. Oh, okay, cool. Reggae. Um, one of the biggest hits from them that I really liked was uh, "Green to Black." I might know that song. I'm sure Green you have. Green to Black. I can't remember how it goes. I know the song though. Every liable stoner knows that song. <laughs> well, or if you've thr- thrown on like not. Pandora Radio or, or something. Pandora Radio. Is it? Is there? In, are they in the same world as Slightly Stupid? Yeah, uh, yeah, on slightly yeah. slightly stupid radio we'll slightly play it. S- yes, absolutely, hundred percent. I like slightly stupid too. I, I do too. All right, I, I got a question. This will be the last question, unless CJ or Jake has anything to add to it. But um, we've talked about before Lincoln Park versus Green Day. 
And I remember asking you about that, and you obviously you said Lincoln Park. 100%. But I was thinking about something yesterday. I had the thought, Green Day or Blink-182? Still Green Day for me. Yeah. Blink. You hate Green Day. <laughs> I will fucking kill you. <laughs> no, I, I don't really feel like, that strongly. Like It's just the path they took after, like, I liked... I liked American Idiot, but it just it just went started going in a crazy direction and it changed so much. Blink one eighty two when when they they were getting to the point of where like things were changing, they didn't change. They stayed themselves and when they couldn't sell music, they're like, Okay, we gotta do something else until we can start selling music again. Like they did this they did their same style all the way through. They didn't adjust just to sell records. You know what I mean? It's more of a more of a consistent, like, this is our sound. If you don't like it, then F you. You know what I mean? Which, I mean, respect. And also, who's headlining Coachella? Blink-182. That was my... That was, was going to be my that point. Part. There you go. So I they're mean, substituting for Frank Ocean, I think. Which right is there. hilarious. Because, <laughs> I mean, you know, they're, I mean, what's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I was also thinking, I feel like, like Blink-182 would draw... I mean, obviously... They'd probably draw more of a crowd than Green Day right now for a festival, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. For Green sure. Green Day would still be an epic hit at a, yeah. a festival. But, but Blink-182 is back together for the first time in a long time. Like right? the whole group. Yeah, the whole so band's back together. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's been years. Uh, what's his name? Uh, I don't remember his name. Uh, nah, I'm not, I won't be able to pull that up. Yeah, I don't know either. But um, Yeah, no, it was the first time in a long time. No, but what you were saying about their sound, I they put an album out like five years ago or maybe six years ago. And even if it wasn't the whole band as it was back in the day, it still sounded like the Old same. Yeah, it, you're right. I, I didn't think about that, but it, they didn't sound any different. Like if you, um, yeah, I don't know. I would have listened to it back in 2001 for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess that's. But yeah, I thought that was crazy there. I mean, it's not that crazy, but people are going to be upset, though. I remember like one of their biggest hits that they played. Like I, I watched that video on TikTok. It was like the song "I Miss You." Yeah, they didn't even sing. The crowd sang. The mm. crowd sang the whole song. Yeah, I mean that's it. just insanity. Like the well, crowds are probably so. I remember when nuts. that song came out and watching it on this channel. It was called. Um, uh, what was that channel called? Uh, Fuse. Fuse. Do you guys remember Fuse? Yeah, I don't. Was that like a music? channel like vh1 but it there's had a couple like, channels up from mtv it was like it was mostly like punk and emo and more of a rock stuff. scene gotcha scene, yeah um but i just remember watch like when you when you got like the kind of music that i listen to like you, when you got up in the morning you didn't turn on mtv you turn on fuse and it was you know hawthorne heights taking back sunday betray you blink um you know bullet for my valentine <laughs> hand of blood <laughs> but uh yeah, I was kind of the scene. I was kind of into that whole like hard rock skater kind of punk scene. Yeah, around that time. Fire, respect. I think I'm. I think we're good. We're at. We're good. Yeah, we're at almost ninety minutes. So. You got anything to say? Uh, thanks Final for words. having me out here, guys. This was a uh, this was a fun time. What'd you think? Uh, really enjoyed this. Yeah, good. You guys got a good setup going. Thank you, thank Thanks. you. Thanks for coming on. I can't wait to listen next time. Yeah. Thanks everybody for listening. Good Friday's episode two eight twenty eight.
28. Appreciate guys tuning in every week. Check out Good Radio. We'll have five songs from Jacob on this week's playlist, so be sure to tap into that. Yeah, probably include bullets. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Hit some freaking Creed, dude. Some fucking Creed. <laughs> we will have some get, Creed on there for put you. Put some Jesus in your life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, we'll see you next week. Love you guys. Peace. Peace.